0: Hey, guys. uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Catch Podcast. Um, My name's Olivia. I'm uh, with my co-host, Yamina. Hi, guys. Um, Again, for those who do not know us, if you are coming in for the first time, welcome. Um, We are the Catch Podcast. Um, We are from the Catch Program of our community, which is the Community Action to Combat HIV and Hepatitis C. Yamina and I are both health educators for the program, which essentially means that we um, we are health educators primarily for HIV and A, uh, and A, uh, hepatitis C, but we are also, uh, you know, we do group sessions on sexual health. Uh, we test for HIV, hepatitis C. We also provide resources for mental health, uh, any type of sexual health resources, or really any resources that you, could, you ever need. Um, that's what we provide. Um, During COVID, we are still doing testing, uh, but it's mostly remote. So um, like we mentioned before, uh, if you are someone who is a recurring uh, viewer, uh, we are still doing remote testing and essentially just going to recap it. We uh, send you a test. We send out a little demographic for you uh, that we fill out. Um, and we send you the test to do, and it's quick, this quick swab test. So it's not too, um, intrusive or anything. And, um, you get your results in about 15 minutes. And then in about five weeks or so, you will receive a $30 gift card CVS. So very good. As long as you fill out a survey, you're good to go. But just putting a little recap, we are still doing that. Um, and yeah, and so Yamin and I were talking, uh, Yamina, I'm sorry. That came out yes. so weird. Oh, it was so odd. It's an odd day to meet for me to <laughs> I was thinking Yamina, yeah. Um, but anyways, we were talking about um, some topics to talk about in our podcast and um, we decided, we kind of discussed more on contraception and dating sites because it's we always talk about it. We always talk about the use of condoms, um, their effects. We talk about all that kind of stuff. We don't actually talk about what they are, essentially, and, you know, the role in dating and dating sites in relationships now in the year 2020. So uh, we felt like that would be a really good breakdown today to talk about, you know, what is contraception, what are all the ones available to you, uh, what they do and what they can't do, and stuff like that. So let's get started. So yeah,
1: would you like to start? Yes, yeah, so um, just a brief description of, of what, what contraception is. Um, it, it's birth control. That is the act of preventing pregnancy. This includes medications, procedures, devices, and behaviors. So we're going to be talking about the different types of contraceptive methods and things of that nature. Um, so contraception is birth control. Um birth control. Um there's a lot of different um products in regards right. to birth control, as I just mentioned. Um so birth control works in different methods um in a different number of ways, preventing sperm from getting to the egg. So types include condoms, diaphragms, cervical caps, um, comf- uh, com- sorry contraceptive sponges. um, As some females, um, cisgender um, females may know that they have a lot of different methods of contraception, birth controls that you can get Mm -hmm. uh, from your doctor. It has to be prescribed from your doctor. The only birth control method that is not prescribed from the doctor is the use of a condom. And condoms can be um, found in any general store or any health education facility, community-based um, organizations that hand them out for free. There's some places um, throughout New York City that they have um, buses or trucks that do um, hand out condoms and lubricant and things of that nature to stop the spread of STIs also.
0: Right. And, you know, it's always interesting to think about when we talk about um, birth control and contraception, because as uh, we were doing this, there's so many variety of birth control options. But, you know, a lot of people kind of still use that as like a way like, oh, just because now I can't get pregnant, especially for women, um, they will still not use other contraception because for most cases, in most birth controls such as the pill, um, the diaphragm, um, the implant, the patches, the Nuvaring, like all di- all kinds of birth control in that sense, they don't prevent from STIs. And I, and I think, think a lot of people hours. just kind of overlook that, mm-hmm. like we all very much overlook that. So it is important, and especially for uh, individuals who ha- do have uh, you know the menstrual cycle, um, we. There's so many variety of options, but not everything is going to work for you, especially um, from the advancements of technology and of medicine. A lot of these options could be really great for you and work out well, um, but then some will have terrible side effects for you. And it really just unfortunately um, depends on the person. um, And you really don't know that until you try it.
1: Yeah, it depends on how the person's body takes the medication. Right. so different medications.
0: Right. So um, one of the, like, I think the biggest forms of that type of birth control is like the pill. So there's like the combined pill and then uh, progest- progesterone only pills. Um, and those are seen, well, the combined pill is 99% effective. And um, basically what that does is just prevents pregnancy by thickening the mucus in the cervix to stop sperm reaching through to the egg. Um, And the thing about the pill, though, you have to take it every day at the same time, which um, is why that's how it becomes very effective. Otherwise, if you're not taking it the same day, that's where it loses its efficacy. A lot of people have a lot of issues when they're like, oh, like, I think I got pregnant, but I was taking the pill. But it's kind of more of like how you are using it. That's why the efficacy. So if you're someone who's going to forget to take the pill every day, maybe it's not for you. Then one of the more uh, semi-permanent options, such as the implant, where they put an implant in your arm, uh, any type of the depot shot as well, uh, that you'd get every eight to 13 weeks, depending on the brand of it. Um, then the IUD, which is the intrauterine device. I want to make sure I said that correctly. Yeah, intrauterine device, which is like a little T-shaped plastic that they kind of go into the uterus. And that it just, um, all the hormones are released. It stops you from getting pregnant. Uh, the copper one, as well is like more of the non-hormonal one, that can last from like five to 10 years. But usually a lot of the IUDs and the plastic devices, they tend to last, I want to say between two to five years, depending on the brand. So I'm just doing a little review. There's also the Nuva ring, uh, which is like a little ring that uh, you shove not once they shove, but go up your vagina uh, that you take out from time to time. So, uh, and you kind of give your a vagina break during a one week period where you're supposed to have your period. Um, there's also the contraceptive patch, which you change every week uh, for three weeks. And then one week you're off of it and then you continue going back into it. So there are many options um, for women, but a lot of these are just, again, to prevent birth birth control. That's essentially what it is to prevent pregnancy. Um, But none of these really do uh, prevent from any STI, which is why if you are seeing someone new, uh, it always is important for you to use a condom, which is obviously the most basic form of contraception. Uh, We talk about it all the time because that's the only one that really prevents pregnancy and it prevents any STI. Well, most STIs, I should say. Um, so there are also many varieties. Like, a, you know, it's, it's funny when, we, when I started to get into this, I didn't realize how many condoms there were oh because nice. there's so many, so many. Like, I just can't even fathom how there is. Like, we get st- tons of stock of condoms that are like different flavors, different colors, different textures. Um, you know, we have the female and the male condom, but also seen as the inner and outer condoms. Um, and there's just a whole bunch. I think it was just very interesting to go into that. Um, as well, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't use condoms, but in reality, they're really so easily accessible. Like we give them out for free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like someone people like kind of take for granted most times, like, um, they're like, oh, we can't get them. I was like, why not? They're not that ex- They're First of all, when you go to the store, they really aren't that expensive. Um, and we, most places give them out free. There's a lot of sexual health clinics, um, schools, uh, any type of any resources. They there are a lot of free condoms, so it is very beneficial for you in that case to be using or taking advantage of that uh, aspect. <laughs> but yeah, so the like I mentioned before, the inner and outer condoms. I'm going to go more into that. Um, the outer condoms is the most common form that most people know, that is the ones that go on the penis. So you basically, they can be like very thin latex. There's the polyisoprene or the polyethylene. Um, and those basically just are designed to stop the man's semen to coming in contact with a sexual partner. Um, and this is interesting that when they're used correctly, there's a 98% chance of preventing pregnancy, which I thought was a very interesting because a lot of the ones that I listed on birth control, a lot of them are 99%, which why people are lean towards more birth control options like that. But again, uh, condoms are the only ones that prevent both STIs and uh, birth control. So interesting to talk about. Um, now coming in with more of the type of ordeals, a lot of oil-based lubricants too. We do preach on lubrication. Uh, if you are using a latex a condom, you cannot be using an oil-based product because that really damages uh, the latex and also the polyisoprene condoms. So by oil-based products, I mean the big one, coconut oil that everyone likes to use, um, moisturizer, lotion, and even Vaseline. These are oil-based products. That means you cannot use them with latex. Uh, so therefore, it'll damage everything and it kind of lose its efficacy of what an actual condom does. So make sure you're Going into that, when you are using a latex condom, make sure it's a water-based lubricant, which is safe with most with all condoms. So it's not just all of them. Latex, the polyethylene, and the polyisoprene. So always look for a water-based uh, lubricant. And it is also very possible for a condom to slip off during sex if it happens so you need to have emergency contraception and get uh, checked for stis um sometimes things get slippery sometimes it gets dry sometimes they break um so it's very important uh if that does happen that you are safe and you have a backup plan for when you're using it so again talking about condoms even though they are like another product that you should be using um they still can get damaged very much so Uh, based on where you're placing your condoms. It shouldn't be too hot, too cold when you're um, holding your uh, condoms in like your room or in your car. Uh, Yeah, it shouldn't really be just a medium average room temperature. And also condoms have an expiration date. So be sure to be checking your expiration dates on your condoms if they're good in use. If If you have a condom on you and it says September 2020 on it, you cannot use it. Why? Because it is too late in September for you to be using it. Throw them out, buy new condoms. They tend to have a very bi- uh, long life, life sh- shelf life, I should say. So be sure to be always kind of checking on your expiration dates on your condoms if you have them for a while uh, because they should not be used after their expiration date. Um, and yeah, you should yeah. Stay, have them stay away from sharp objects, any type of rough edges as well because. Again, latex is very thin, so anything can really rupture it. And so that this is, goes with both the female and uh, the inner and the outer condoms. But there is a bit of a difference. Um, the obviously the male or outer condoms are put on the penis, and then the vagina, con- uh, the female condoms and the inner condoms go inside the vagina to prevent the semen. And there's two rings on each side: a smaller ring and then a bigger ring, and the smaller ring goes into the vagina and the outer ring is outside of the of the hole as i'm doing this i'm making hand gestures that none of you can see so (laughs) just uh yeah and that is usually when used correctly that's 95 percent effective the female and inner condoms but um it's actually interesting because a lot of people are so interested about the female condoms they can also be used as a male condom uh, because the inner small ring can actually come out of the condom and then go on top when you put the regular when you put the condom on a penis and you could just take the small ring out of it because it is um movable it's not part of the condom it's a different uh, set piece of it and you could just go on top so to help make it um don't go so loose because the uh, female condom is a lot bigger than the male condom for anyone who has not seen one and um, yeah, so I think that's a had I, obviously I had to go a lot in depth with the condoms because there's so many varieties, so many ways. Um, and again, a lot of people don't really know how to use them as often or you know, use their resources. So it is important to know what's best for you because a lot of people do like the female condoms over the male condoms and so on and so forth, or they prefer the male condom. So again, all these options that we have said, even with birth control, you have to really find what's best for you. Um, what you find pleasurable or what you um, just find easier. So good to have all this information. So I think, do you want to add, add anything else you mean to the contraception?
1: Yes. So um, as of today, the only contraceptive is, um, a method available for men are condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an option of also getting a vasectomy if they choose to talk about when we talk about contraceptive it's it's usually leaned towards more um cisgender um women in regards to safeguarding against pregnancy um so there's not a lot of um options for men other than the two just condoms or vasectomy. but there there are clinical trials out now for um the pill for men so Mm -hmm. that will be um a topic later um Later on, in regards to if it's effective, and yeah. things of that, nature, because they're currently doing clinical trials for that. Um, just wanted to bring that up, just to mention we can't, you know, leave our men hanging in regards to contraceptive and the aspect of, you know, them having an option to use a pill. Um, right, it's, it's it as a female's responsibility um, to to say I guess to prevent pregnancy but never a in regards to that. so that was just something that um I wanted to bring up
0: no yeah it is something to bring up because in all honesty if you really think about it in like a cisgender heterosexual relationship uh or just in general like a man impregnates a woman a woman really can only get pregnant uh, I would say, like, once or twice a year, mm-hmm. right? Like, because a pregnancy really is, like, essentially nine months or 40 weeks. But mm-hmm. um, a man could pr- impregnate multiple women in a year.
1: 365 days. Yeah, they can, they can impregnate 365 days. <laughs> two, two to five times a day, depending on... Yeah, really. And how many partners they have.
0: Yeah, right, absolutely. So, like, if you think about it, I think... Men really should, at the same point, even though women are more, it's more set for birth control for women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great that there are other products for men that are going to be in clinical trials because, you know, they could still get people pregnant. <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, and I found it funny um, with a lot of the trials, a lot of their, they had a lot of listings for side effects. And if you looked closely, they were the same side effects for women's birth control. So, um, and that they were the reasons why they weren't releasing them because of the side effects. And I just thought that was very funny because I was like, well, yeah, you yeah, approved it for women. <laughs> yes. But yes. yeah, so. it it's it's funny, but not every time, you know, not every birth control is always gonna have the same side effect for you. There is, um, you know, they said the birth control pill kind of links to depression, but that doesn't always have a type of, link not everyone has that also one big one that they said was um gaining weight on the pill but not everyone gains weight there's really no sometimes there's no correlation to that either so the ones that they people do always talk about sometimes it doesn't always happen especially with a lot it's more often than not it doesn't happen but um good to know one is
1: um I'm sorry. Sorry, then. No, no, can continue. Continue. I, I, I was on the depot for, um, for a lot of years, on and off, because you can never, you can never really be on it for too long. Um, right. I think the last three years because it can cause bone density, mm-hmm. um, um, as you age. So they would prescribe, um, medication, calcium for that. So that's another side effect uh, in regards to the injectable contraception. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, bone density. It's a lot of things that um birth control as you get older, it can affect you. It can affect right. different it can affect people in different ways and it might not affect everyone the same. So
0: right. And I saw um I noticed that for the combined pill, not the progesterone only pill, um, the combined pill, they advise you against it if you're over 35 and are smoking mm-hmm. or, if, or if you smoke. So that's interesting because it loses its efficacy, uh, I'm assuming, as you get older. And you're right. There are a lot of side effects that get worse when you do uh, get older. And a lot of it, it, like when we're saying this, you have to really pick what's right for you because there's so many other options that, you know, your one friend who has an IUD could have the best time with it, and then your other friend who's on the same type of IUD um, ends up in the hospital because they get, you know, something happened with an ovarian cyst um, and that they need to get checked out. Like, it's always like a variation, which is kind of, you have to really inform yourself on what type of birth control methods that you're going to use. And also, you don't need to be on birth control uh, that's not always, if you're a woman, you don't have to be on birth control. Um, you could always use condoms. That's even more effective, uh, Mm -hmm. because you're doing it, uh, hitting two birds with one stone essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, but the STIs end pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like the whole birth control is more of an added bonus where, um, if you're using birth control and, uh, condoms, then you're essentially like, you're not going to get pregnant, but Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's such like that but you don't have to be using condoms there are also like other ways like there's the whole um the natural they say natural it's the family planning so -hmm. you really have to like really keep in track of your uh you know your menstrual cycle and whatnot and what days um you can have sex and whatnot yeah your ovulation Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if you that's like your ovulation days especially like if you have sex uh ovulating and the sperm goes into your vagina you are very likely to gonna, gonna get pregnant. It's just the way our bodies work. Um, and also I found out one of the, like I mentioned about emergency session, uh, that's plan B or um, the morning after pill. Um, there's a lot of side effects with that too. You can't be over a certain weight for it. Um, the one over the counter, I say there are ones that are um, in clinics that you need uh, a doctor pre- to be prescribed to prescribe it, but, um, the plan B one is the most common one. Uh, you can't be, I believe over 175 pounds over it. And also if you ovulate, um, have sex while you ovulate, it doesn't work. So that's also good to, good to know. Uh, I didn't actually know that until maybe a few weeks ago, I was reading about, uh, plan B and how a lot of people did get pregnant over, um, after they used plan B because they were ovulating and essentially it doesn't, because you're ovulating, it just already happens. So it doesn't like mm-hmm. plan B is essentially for you before you ovulate. So it stops ovulation, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work if you already ovulated. So I thought that was very interesting. A lot of people don't know that.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So going on, like there's so many forms of birth control and contraception that you really just have to find out what's right for you. This is basically a brief intervention for it and uh like Yamina said some of them are permanent like um the vasectomies and um the ones for women too you can also do that uh the sterilization where they uh tie your tubes uh which again is 99 percent effective but it's really especially in the United States you can't necessarily get that unless you've there's certain requirements for it correct
1: yeah have you already had um three three kids you can't have uh Oh, yeah you can't have its obligation unless you have more than three kids wow in certain parts I know in New York City that's how it is
0: interesting do you have to be a certain age too
1: um yes I think you have to ha- have be over the age of 25 to 30 25 interesting. to 30 mm-hmm. because individuals who might not be thinking about having children might you know in a couple of years change their mind right you know and publication is irreversible.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay, that makes, I think that, I guess that essentially makes sense because of how, as someone who's 25, I get that if they don't want them getting their tubes tied, or essentially the coin term for it. Um, but the, again, there are other... A less permanent options, uh, breastfeeding as birth control, which is 98% effective. So if you are um, already had a child and you're breastfeeding, um, the, that also is a big prevention. Your body just is a natural birth control at that point. Um, there are some lesser effective ones, such as the big one is the pull-out method, the withdrawal. Um, I'm going to list this here. It is 78% effective simply for the fact that pre-cum uh, from a male's penis can still contract some type of semen in it uh, if they uh, ejaculated before intercourse or whatnot, if you didn't pee in between, like set, like if you're going having sex multiple times in a day, if you haven't peed in between, there's still a, pr- a chance of semen in your pre-cum. So that's why seventy, it's a 78% chance of pullout. Um, but also If you're pulling out while on birth control the individuals on birth control it is obviously a higher chance so I'm just putting that also out there and uh, a lot of people like that one because it's cost effective but essentially if you really think about it so are condoms condoms don't really cost that much if you're getting them from a bunch of places as well but thought I'd mention that as well and then obviously the number one that's also effective is outer course and abstinence but again it is your choice to do whatever you want with your body. Uh, like we said before, we're not um, forcing you to have sex if you don't want to. Uh, this is just the knowledge for you to know if you do want to have sex and whatnot, uh, these are your options uh, when you think about uh, birth control and you know not preventing any type of getting an STI, so.
1: so. Can you describe what out of course means? Because um, I've heard it for the first time. Um, I didn't know the terminology in regards to that, that specific word, so maybe you might want to describe it so people um, could understand.
0: Right. So it's essentially um, any type of part of the body, like having a sexual activity, like the term sexual activity can mean a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, a penis going to a vagina, um, Mm. anal sex and whatnot, Um, it goes into a variety of ways. So that includes outer course is more, you can be oral sex. So that is um, uh, cunnilingus and fellatio, which is essentially the science terms or the medical terms of a blowjob and um, eating out. Mm -hmm. So these are all considered outer course. It's also just everything that doesn't involve just the fornication play, of for yeah so foreplay massaging yes play. so literally anything um, in that realm yeah. that doesn't involve like the penis going into a hole inserting the besides mouth yeah but yeah that's essentially it outer course because it, it is interesting because like people are like what is outer course but i guess mm-hmm. It makes sense. I was like, well, when you talk about sex, you're like, what is, the hell is the outer course? Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean, outer yeah. course? Because yeah. essentially, sex, a lot of one well, of the terms is intercourse. So, but again, sex can mean like a variety of terms and terms. other individuals. Sex is really what you define it as. So, just putting that out there. But that's a good uh, question. That's a great outer word. Course, yeah. Yeah. It's very broad. It is. So, um, Yeah, so the reason why we talk about contraception is we're going to go into another topic about dating sites, because uh, we are in COVID 2020. uh, We're in the new era where a lot of people are meeting people all online, essentially. Um, I know there's still a lot of stigma towards it because it's not considered a traditional way of finding people. But how how are you going to find someone in COVID during a pandemic? I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) How are you going to find someone?
1: And so, it's not necessarily just finding someone, maybe just having someone to talk to, like New communication, like that type of you know, phone companionship, either texting or emailing, however you choose to do it virtually. It'd be just that right. connection Right. And um like a lot
0: of it's still kind of, not seeing as obviously more acceptable, but there's still a lot of people who have, you know, oh, if I'm meeting someone, like, I don't want to tell my kids I met them on uh, Tinder or Hinge or Grinder. And I'm like, no, like, but it's so common now to f- uh, meet someone just, again, like you said, for any type of, you know, for uh, companionship, romantic relationship, Um, there's so many other there's even friends too like I know Bumble has their own type of way like Bumble friends where you meet new people and become friends with them Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to meet people uh, online and especially now like you're not going out like the traditional oh you meet someone at a bar or a restaurant and um, you know that's that like it's not essentially like that anymore especially with like, what are you going to do during covid you can't go to a bar you can't go to a restaurant you can't do a lot of uh things and you know if you are going to a restaurant you're going to be with the people that are at your table you're
1: not meeting new people okay. so there it's, is a lot of the covid has um completely minimized socialization like people socializing and interacting trying to meet you know other people it's right dating um physically is right now non-existent Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's definitely especially for one big thing that uh in the past decade or i would say like couple decades hookup culture was such a big prominent thing in dating um but really covid kind of took a kind of steered clear from that and like now there really isn't that much of a hookup culture and a lot more people are kind of relay more on their wanting to find relationships or some type of companionship over like hook- ha- casual hookups because mm-hmm. now that also leads to the case of what if I get COVID through a casual hookup mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was very interesting and it's always yeah. interesting to look into especially uh, someone who like me who's you know uh, in their 20s and single it's very interesting to see what hookup culture and you know the realm of dating is like now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's uh, still a lot of, um, a lot of, I believe dating sites or dating apps. They really took a big hit and they were going with a lot of, um, you could do video calls now with your dates, um, have video dates. Um, you know, they really wanted you to meet someone. So they do a lot more now with like dating or a virtual, dating, like instead of just texting them and meeting them, you could like text them and FaceTime them or text them on video call on the app. So there are a lot of new ways that they were trying to reinvent. Um, and so it's very interesting, I have to say. And there was a lot of dating sites that I looked up to, um, especially because there's a, such a variety. If you are someone who wants to find a specific person, mm-hmm. you can go on any dating site. that, And there's some that are so specific That you could find that person like there's, you know, um, the general ones that you always hear about Grindr, Hinge, uh, Tinder, Bumble. Those are like very basic and whatnot. But then there's the other ones that are like Christian mingle because you're only trying to find someone who's Christian. And then, um, you know, there's like ones for farmers and yes, then there's the ones for like, com. <laughs> yes, farmers.com. And then yes. you have people who are like really into science. They have ones for those. And mm-hmm. then even for something that we um, do as well, there are so many dating sites for people who are positive, who are HIV positive, okay. which is And uh, cultural
1: websites. Too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for a lot of uh, cultural websites, if you're looking for a specific, uh, culture uh, an individual if you were that culture they find it immediately i think there's um there's one really popular one for um people of jewish like who are who are jewish there's like Mm -hmm. one specific one i'm not entirely sure about it but it's it's actually interesting like it just they're so so specific and you could really find anyone you want on any of these sites so it it is interesting and um I was talking to Yamina and of course, our technical administrator, Sean, about uh, how I was finding a lot of these dating sites, but um, you have to still be careful only because sometimes they do have, you have to make sure it's a valid um, dating app or a dating site because some of these actually came up with a lot of um, weird stuff for me that weren't part of the site. So I had to go back after my research so a lot of malware, just, a lot of pop-ups. Yeah, a lot, lot of malware. Yeah, pop-ups. <laughs> so just always be sure um, to double check um, your site and whatnot, um, because it's very, very common. There's always stuff on the internet, but I, I would say that some I've had a very, I've heard a lot of success stories on every type of dating app I've seen. There's you know, plenty of fish. Um, what is it? Cupid. Okay Cupid. Cupid. okay, Cupid. Okay, um, Cupid. The Coffee Meets, I think there's one. Like, also, if you're a coffee lover, there's so many dating apps for that. One of my favorite apps, actually, is um, the Pattern, which is an astrology app. They are actually coming out with their own dating app mm-hmm. for, like, people who love astrology and people uh, – Coffee Meets Bagels. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay coffee meets i was thinking i was thinking coffee meets cookie and i was like that doesn't sound right um but yeah um coffee meets bagels is one but the, like i said astro, like people who are into astrology you're gonna have one based on your compatibility uh-huh. which is it's so inventive and stuff like that so they're all very fun you get to meet new people but you know if you are doing are pursuing something romantic with them you have to make sure that you know what you want, um, you know, is compatible with them. If you want to have sex with them, um, make sure you are following contraception. Be sure, you know, you are using a condom because that's, again, you don't know, the, I don't know the exclusivity of your relationship, um, but just make sure you are staying safe. That is why we post yeah. all these, the content that we do post. Um, that's why we do all the education on certain types of STIs, um, just so you are safe and for your education, because again, like I said, everyone's having sex, but not everyone really knows about sex. Yeah. So.
1: If you're new to any dating sites, um, it's best to always talk to an individual you meet or several individuals um, several times, maybe for like two to three weeks, and then um, you can elevate that to maybe video, FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always want to be careful you're not getting cats. And you have to make sure that um, your awareness um, of different types of sites that um, individuals, you know, some individuals are on there to it, Some individuals are on there to try to exploit other individuals. So you have to be careful with that. So always make sure you talk to them, um, you know, for weeks at a time before Mm -hmm. you do a video face chat. And definitely video face chat weeks um, at a time before you meet them in person and you choose to meet right. them in person. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I think that's probably the best about the dating apps and dating sites is that you kind of move at your own pace. Yes. Um, you know, I do understand a lot of people want to like FaceTime and video chat as soon as possible so they know they're not being catfish. But at yes. same, for me, like I'm coming from me personally, that has happened a lot. Um, and I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just because I really don't want to face because I feel like for me, FaceTiming is such a, I wouldn't say like intimate, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's something I do with close people. And like, if I'm start video chatting people, I really don't know, like right Mm -hmm. off the bat, I'm not comfortable with that because I'm, you know, the angles, it's just everything. Like, I don't want you seeing that. And one, I don't really know you well
1: And yes. You, you want you don't want right. them to invade your privacy when you just meeting them. So that's why it's always good to like talk for a couple of weeks, text right. on the phone, and then when you get more comfortable and you can open up your personal space to them.
0: Right. Right. And like, like it is like a, uh, yeah, like it's a big uh, thing of privacy because you're seeing like everything around them. You see the way mm-hmm. they talk, like just like that. I, I'm someone. Who's not really into that uh, at the get-go. So mm-hmm. I agree. Like I don't, it's not, not even like a catfishing thing, because there are people who do catfish. There are people mm-hmm. who, you know, who will pretend to be a completely different person. person. And some yes. people who have drastically changed as an individual, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looks-wise, that they'll post pictures from so long ago, like 20 mm-hmm. years old, even and they don't look like the same person. Same person. Um, And that's, you know, like them changing is not the issue. It's just that the fact that they don't look like they're kind of perpetuating a different idea in everyone's heads. So, um, you always have to look out for that. And also people, there's also a little bit of people kind of, um, how do I say this? Yeah. 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 There's also that, (laughs) um, and I was just saying there's a little over, uh, there's always an exaggeration sometimes of how people like talk about themselves. Um, mm-hmm. They could say that they are currently pursuing getting a master's in education. And then far down the line, you find out they don't even have their bachelor's in it like yet. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, like stuff, similar stuff like that um, that you always need to look out
1: for. Um, Deception, you know. People yeah, like there's to a, see. yeah. But I bring up the stalkerish real quick just to mention because if you do open up your you know your personal space in the camera um Mm -hmm. when you first Mm -hmm. meet someone it can track you you know especially if you're outside of your outside of your home of your walking you know they could try to cipher like what location you're at so you always have to be careful
0: no you're absolutely right so you got to make sure you're not sharing your location with them I do know Mm -hmm. certain apps um I just like pulled up my like Snapchat real quick because you can share your location with people on Snapchat. You could have it um, onto everyone. Like Mm -hmm. you could show all your people that you follow your location and whatnot and then, or just people that you want. So it's always good to make sure to know that as well. And you're talking to right people. Also, you know what I um, learned recently because about um, there's a big thing about voter registration is that when you register to vote, your address becomes public.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is always something to also know. Uh, if you are dealing with someone, um, just make sure you're not giving them your all your information, like about your full name and like where you're really from uh, when you first start talking to them because you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously this may have deterred some people from the dating dating sites and dating apps. It shouldn't. <laughs> um, you just have to be careful because there are a lot of really good people out there, um, mm-hmm. on dating apps, on dating sites. You can meet, you know, the person you're going to end up with, or, you know, someone who's going to be your best friend for life. Um, so I'm not, you have to know signs. Exactly. There you. is, yeah. Yeah. You just like have to really know. Yeah. You have to look out for the signs. Um, You know, it's actually easier, I feel like, to catch red flags online Mm -hmm. than it is uh, in person because um, it's easier to go back on their words because it's saved. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easier to be like, oh, that's kind of weird or um, that's a little interesting of them to um, not communicate with me like for a week and then hit me up like nothing happened, stuff like that. It's easier to kind of look at signs that way. So it's important to understand the signs of it and so you don't go through it because it's still evident that it does happen. Um, but they, you could still have a very good relationship out of a dating app.
1: And when we say signs, you we know, mean like the, the way um someone is conversing, the way someone is talking, um different words or or how they're coming at you, how they're talking mm-hmm. towards you, that give you a sign of, you know. If you want to talk to that person, if you want to continue to talk to that person, usually when someone's very blunt in regards to any sexual activity, you would know that's like a sign off of that, um, to be aware. And when they ask for like personal information, like real sensitive personal information, that's another sign. And um, well, well, everybody uses vulgar language, but when when it's directed. um, Directed towards someone or towards you? Yeah, yeah, but and it's interesting.
0: I'm going to – this is just a brief thing. I remember I talked to someone on a dating app, and I knew immediately that they were going to be very controlling, and mm. I just stopped messaging them. Uh, they mentioned something about an ex. Um, they, like, broke up with him a few months, and then he said something to me that was a little off-putting, and mm. then I was like, he's going to be a little – toxic i'm controlling i'm not gonna deal with this so i just stopped texting them it's kind of like you have to really really go into it and be like all right that was a little weird because sometimes you're texting someone I'm like i don't really like the way you said that that is a sign
1: mm-hmm.
0: just putting that out there so and you
1: have to and you have to express that to them too so they can mm-hmm. know about what they're saying and what they're doing kind of um is off-putting is you know a deterrent to you wanting to communicate with them any further things right. of that nature so they would know like maybe they need to do some self-evaluation or right or counseling or or maybe come towards you in a conversation differently yeah absolutely it's it's
0: you kind of have to have a good communication and that's that's the part about dating apps if you do not have good communication skills you're not gonna do well i had to put that out there because it is all people- about
1: communication yeah i was watching something um on facebook too in regards to like individuals like boasting other people um for various different reasons and you might want to you know express why you no longer want to talk to someone, or you no longer want to interact with someone because they can, um, be it, it can become offensive in regards to them being more aggressive or right, or not wanting to stop talking to you or not wanting to back away, or it could be the opposite with that individual. As you, you stop talking to them they can fall into depression they can get you know thoughts of anxiety thoughts of right you know, suicide, because they feel that they're not worthy so it's good to, to have that um discussion and good communication and it doesn't have to be effective, effective communication just trying to express yourself in a certain way that they will understand um right why the situation is going the way it's going you know right like, I don't, I
0: don't, I'm coming from personal experience and also like general experience. Uh, it It's so important because that is your main, that's your main form of dating and talking. If you can't have that foundation and understand, in order to talk to someone about what they're doing wrong with miscommunication, uh, it's gonna carry with you for other relationships to come. So mm-hmm. it's always important to, have that background, be able to talk to someone. If you can't t- be able to talk to someone specifically, then you can't form that communication bond and you can't form that relationship. So it's mm-hmm. always important to, uh, to be able to communicate. Um, Cause there's a lot of people who just, you know, there's always going to be those dull ones too that you can't even have like a conversation with. It's going to be like, Hey, Hey, how are you? Like what's up? You know, it just yeah. goes like that. One word
1: sentences.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna have those people, you know, but you're gonna have some people who are very open to talking and are very good communicators. Um, so it's always like a hit and miss. But you, but you know, uh, definitely, it's a, definitely a good try. There's, I know my, it's interesting. My friend, I I always thought that was odd. My friend told me, um, which I completely disagree with she told me that in order for people to be on a dating app, you have to be more pretty than you are clever. If you are, yeah, if you, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get either. I'm still looking at your faces. And I was like, I was like, I never got that either because you have to communicate with them. You have to be some type of has to have some more cleverness to you. Um, And I was like, that's interesting. I was like, that's an, interesting take on it but I don't I don't agree with you because I've seen people who are much more clever than they are quotation marks pretty and they're they get a lot of matches I think it's more of that like oh you're not going to find someone if you um, I think it's, it's
1: more clever than
0: pretty. <laughs> yeah I think it is I mean obviously the first sign is when you're attracted to one you're seeing pictures of them so it obviously is like some type of physical attraction first but then you continue on with it when you have a good conversation with them so it doesn't really necessarily matter what matches you have. It's always, you know, more into it. So I thought I'd mention that as well. Cause I thought yeah, that was interesting, but don't, that's not supposed to deter anyone from dating. Mm-hmm. It's not, <laughs> it's just,
1: yeah. We just want to promote safe, effective, and good communication right. type of dating. Um, that you want to be aware of who you're talking to and who safeguard. In regards to your personal life, your location, mm-hmm. who you are—these are Unless you want to take it further, and um, and when we say take it further, because you eventually, when you when you interact with someone and you really um, feeling have feelings for them, and you haven't met them, you're gonna to want to eventually meet them. You're gonna to want to right re- meet them with them, and then you're gonna to want to eventually have intimacy with them. So you, right. Want to bring up these topics because it's best to, you know, go throughout these different experiences, but always be aware in regards to, you know, your interaction over the phone, over the internet, over the text message, right. over virtually, and then in person, and then, you know, safeguard against when you do meet them, STIs and things of that nature, birth yeah. control. So it's all, um, correlates with each other yeah and all connected uh,
0: and also like i mentioned before about hookup culture the difference like very much people are still on dating apps for hookup culture who are still just looking up for casual people that they don't know mm -hmm. personally um that's still very prevalent it still happens um but again those again for those people you were absolutely Allowed to do whatever you'd like. We're just giving you the education to make sure that you are, you know, using the right birth control or right um, condom for yourself to, um, you know, protect yourself from anything. I feel like, right. And um, like I said, we mentioned before, the only um, contraception is condoms that prevent both. Um, and this is especially for, you know people who are in same-sex uh relationships they have you should be also using a condom because again you could still get an sti of um, if you're not having what's you know having a penis or vagina uh, into that relationship there's still very much still be use of a condom especially with anal sex or you know any type of oral as well especially with uh, women, uh, who are in women, women relationships. Um, there is something called a dental dam, which, uh, we haven't mentioned because it doesn't necessarily play into birth control itself, but it does prevent from any type of STI, which is something that you a dental dam is what you put over, um, the vag- vaginal area. And that is where you vaginal area. oral sex. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> vaginal area, right. I was trying to look into it because yeah. I, I do have a few on hand with me, but I can't find them currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do provide those as well. And I do know that those are also easily accessible as well, which people don't often talk about uh, dental dams, um, but they are very important and they're still very useful. So I thought I mentioned
1: that as well. Yeah, okay. And they yeah. are effective in um, so effective, preventing yeah. all STIs, including um, HPV and herpes and things of that nature. Because um, when using a condom, a male condom, um, that's not as effective in regards to STIs such as HPV or mm-hmm. um, herpes and things like that. Yeah. I Yeah. That's also
0: good to, to mention, too, because a lot of people tend to forget <laughs> that as well. But I, um, I also thought it was good for us to mention condoms as well because they have such a universal purpose. Um, and also a lot of, you know, there is less of a... a less sex education for people in the lgbtq community um so it is also important for us to talk about condoms with that use as well because you could still get any type of sti um regarding any type of sex so that's why we always have to mention it and also there are a few that could still get pregnant like you could still get pregnant with the, the certain type of sex you're having so it really just depends on that so it's always good to be informed and whatnot
1: yeah so sorry about that my little puppy um (laughs) heard some noise um (laughs) that out um so yeah that's true and just bringing up out of course too um Mm -hmm. again when you talk about out of course um ratio um i'm going to say you know either um giving head or eating out those type of things if you were to use a condom, um, it's it's best to use a condom and or dental them for those things because it will prevent STI such as H um HPV, herpes, and things of like that nature. Right, it does. It's a big it, it's a big
0: thing, especially with um like we mentioned before a lot of condoms are used specifically for oral, like certain types. Um, I forgot to mention flavored condoms, um, which have been a bigger thing um, because obviously there's the flavor in it. You could, you know, taste it of some sort. So when you're having oral sex, you could use it, put it on the uh, penis, and then continue on with um, giving head while using a flavor condom while you're getting kind of better tasting of like a flavor flavor of mint or bubble gum type of ordeal. Um, and also dental dams are also um, kind of in that way. They do have other flavors like that. There are edible condoms, but they are not really useful in a sense of protecting against STIs and pregnancies because what is the purpose if, you know, I don't think you can, I, I don't know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't condo. think they're
1: effective. In preventing no, they're not scares. effective.
0: So um, the, if you are going into having oral sex and you um, do talk about preventing STIs, make sure to try and look into more of the flavor condoms. There are some very good smelling condoms out there, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> like especially the ones that we have those like a chocolate covered strawberry. I've seen bubble gum. Um, banana. I've seen like other oh, – the banana one's good. Yeah. Smells great. <laughs> One, way I should say, like as I'm handing them out, like we have to know, but they smell—they're good. Uh, Sense different uh, flavors, options. yeah, different options. So yes. you know, just always to bring that back, like always look into what works best for you. Yeah. Um, so this is, yeah. So just again, this is all your ed- all for our education for you, just to make sure you're being safe, especially yes. in um, essentially hookup culture slash. COVID edition with the dating apps and also, you know, all of the risks that you can, uh, you know, the preventions that you could take uh, in order to, you know, reduce your risk for STIs and reduce your risk for pregnancy. Because we do talk, you know, there's always that looming threat for, especially for um, heterosexual relationships about um, pregnancy. But, you know, there is still a very big factor of them getting an STI while in a relationship. And that goes for most people engaging in sex
1: One prevention one big ways to um prevention in regards to stis um, is having an open dialogue before you um engage in intercourse um in regards to going to get tested together going to mm-hmm. the clinic to get tested together or going by yourself um to get tested and presenting your test results um, to the person you um, will engage in intercourse with. Right. Um, maybe we need to make that option a more, um, we, need, we need to make it more relatable, something that, that we can do without um, judgment, you know, something without hesitating or worrying about what the other person is going to say because it's a good thing to do like. You go. to go right. get tested. You know you're gonna hang out um this weekend and you might hook up with someone and you might have intercourse. Um, you can go to the clinic and get tested. I know there's some places that they have testing um that you can get results in in three days, three days right. to five days, right. such as um, um. Some clinics that we have listed, and we will list on the website, on our Facebook, and, all our, and other platforms, community platforms, and you can get um, tested and then present that information, whether it's through email or um, paper to whoever you're gonna have inter- uh, intercourse with. Just to make sure they, that both of you are on the same page and have an open dialogue about getting tested. Make sure it's not like a taboo thing. Um, right. That cause everyone thinks it's kind of taboo when, you know, you mm-hmm.
0: start getting in a relationship, but really this is a conversation you need to have. Um, especially since a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really get tested as often as they should. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, people will go kind of months be like, Oh, I didn't get an STI because I don't have any effects. When in reality it could still be living in your body. Not all of them are so, um, present to you as soon as possible. Like some of them do take kind of a couple months for you to get heavier side effects of it um side effects as if it's a medication no like the heavier effects of of a sti um so it is important to get tested you know if you are seeing someone new um and you haven't gotten tested you should always get tested uh between every new person that you're seeing or having sexual relationship with um because it's just important for your health and for theirs yeah
1: and we have those resources um, that we can refer you to in New York City. Within the five boroughs, right. there are different there are different clinics that um, have that accessibility available for you, and um, even if you don't have any insurance, or they can help you get insurance. So we have that information on our websites, um, on our platforms, and Olivia can talk about uh one platform that you can have access to every social media um available that we have it's new yes we have a linked tree
0: um it is linked on all of our social media platforms um so if you do happen to go on our instagram or you happen to go on our twitter or even our facebook it will be linked there um basically the link tree if you click on it it has access to every other social media platform it has our YouTube page. It also has our Eventbrite registration if you want to l- learn more um, about sexual health or, you know, want to uh, participate in our tobacco cessation webinars. You could always go on there and register for our upcoming session. So, it's always very useful for us um, and for you guys. So, it's just all in one place so you don't have to go all over the web to find all of us. And it also has uh, our Argus community website and our catch program page. So be sure to check that out. Um, again, uh, thank you so much guys for listening. Um, if you do want to participate or, you know, want to learn more, you could always go back to our other episodes. Uh, if you are interested in a certain topic that we haven't done, you could always reach out to us and, um, you know, leave a recommendation. Also you could, you know, follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, uh, friend us on Facebook uh and so on in all of our social medias and even look at some of our videos
1: on youtube so thank you so, so much yes yeah, so just to reiterate our tobacco sensation is tuesdays at 2 and 6 yes. p.m yes. and our sexual health education um webinar is on wednesdays at 2 p.m yes
0: R- yeah you're right we have um. Our, also to clarify that our tobacco cessation webinars, they're the same topic, just at different times. So if you can't make the two, you can't make the six, you could always, we give you the option of coming to the two or the six. So putting <laughs> that out there. But yes, thank you so much, guys. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and the rest of your week and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>